What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 40 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Today, we are four days away from Halloween, so that's pretty exciting. And that's October 31st. And then we're five days away from November 1st, which is first off the start to a new month. And like multiple people that I know, it's their birthday, including Pops here. <laughs> Putting me on the spot already, huh? Yes. Yeah, it it's is. It's almost your birthday. Once you get to a certain age, Tati, it's just another birthday. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I'd like to shout out somebody. Um, Joshua V. It's also your buddy Joshua V's birthday. What a great trainer. What a great friend. What a great person. Yes, he's been so awesome to us. Uh, he's helped Liv and I so much with our basketball, especially over this pandemic. Um, so I know that for us, we'll be... S- Getting into something special, but hopefully he doesn't listen in today because then he'll know. <laughs> so, to, as most of you know, right now, basketball has finished up for now. I know that there are talks of a 72-game season starting around Christmas time. I know that won't give players much of a break at all unless they didn't even come to the bubble. Um, what's, what's your take on that? I feel like if it were to happen, first off, I'd be really excited because obviously anytime we can have basketball, it's like, it's awesome to me. But personally, I don't think they should start that early because I know that you and I have had discussion and saying like the less uh, break they have in between seasons, the more injury there's going to be. And it might even be a little bit more sloppy because they're still tired. That includes um, teams like the Denver Nuggets because they played like a million games, it feels like. Uh, The Los Angeles Lakers, the Miami Heat. I mean, I feel like it'd be tough to start back up that soon. What do you think, Pops? Uh, I think it would be really soon. But at the same time, if the ultimate goal is to get back on a so-called regular NBA schedule, then at some point... They're either going to have to shorten the next season or start them sooner and sooner. So um, I get it. You know, this is where you learn that it's a business. They don't want to, they meaning the NBA, and specifically the people in the suits, they, they don't want to be going up against football. They don't want to be playing basketball at the same time as uh, NFL football season and college football. Um, you know, so, I mean, it, it's interesting all around. I, I I don't completely agree with it, but I also understand it. And by the way, it's not just the 72-game regular season that, uh, you know, they're proposing um, as regards to some changes that we haven't seen before. Um, they're also trying to have a play-in tournament for that last spot, kind of like what we experienced in yeah. the bubble. Um, and then if they do pass this 72-game season in, you know, sometime right before Christmas, they're also talking about no All-Star game. Yeah, so I wouldn't. The All-Star would Weekend's the best. I agree. And that would be a big loss for specifically the city of Indianapolis because they were supposed to be hosting the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend this this um, uh, this next season. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I know that a fun fact here for you guys. On October 22nd, uh, a couple of days ago, the season had started one year ago, and prior to October 22nd, the, the season had ended 10 days ago. That's oh, that's the longest season of all time, and it probably will be. I don't know what 2021 has coming up for us, but I know that that's, that was a really long season. It felt like it actually took forever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean... I know we got college basketball starting up here yes, in less no- than a month. November 25th. I yeah. am so excited for it. I know that on the men's side, the top 25 way too early college basketball rankings had came out as of ESPN. Keep in mind, these are not ours. I know that um, Baylor's number one, Villanova's number two, and Gonzaga's number three. So I know on the men's side, there's a lot of great teams this this year. Pops? What's your thoughts, though, uh, Tati? I mean, now that you're getting older, um, knowing some of these players that you watched uh, most recently in the last year uh, playing in high school ball and then 
maybe even working out with a couple of them, now moving on to college basketball or rubbing elbows with people that were in college basketball that are preparing for draft preparation. So um, what is that like? Does that give you confidence? Does it scare you? Is it all happening really fast? Can like uh, someone a... that's 13 years old, can you share what that's like? Yeah, so I feel like it's a combination of everything. First off, I'm really excited to see what they do in the college level. And you also think about it from all these great players that were in high school, let's just say averaging 20 points a game, going on to college, you'll definitely see the difference and change of how much harder it is in college because I bet that the same player would not be averaging the same 20 points in college as they did in high school. So I feel like it also it scares me a little bit because just by looking at the differences will tell me like what I need to prepare for as well. Um, but I feel like most of all, I'm, I'm very excited. Okay. With regards to, cause I mean, I, I, I'm really excited for the women's side, right? Because, oh man, you um, have like, you, you have Paige Bweckers going to UConn. She's a rookie there. And then who else is there? Pops. I know there's Haley Van Lith for Louisville. And Cameron Brink. Cameron Brink for Stanford. I know you also have Aaliyah Edwards for UConn. UConn has a really good freshman class right now. They're very strong. What about your own personal friends that have been fantastic to you? How, how do you think, you know, we don't want to name them by names, but yeah. whether they're at Duke, uh, whether they're populating uh, the Mountain West Conference, the, the West Coast Conference, um, you know, I know there's a lot of point guards that are, freshmen this year making their debut for their teams and they're going to play big roles how do you think they're going to do are they prepared are they ready well i feel like most teams are prepared i feel like on the woman's side at least i pay more attention to the woman's side than the men's side in college but i do know that before like official practices they were most of them were all together and everything so i feel like i feel like they're going to do very well i know that they're not going to be I don't want to say not as good, but I feel like it's gonna. It is gonna be a lot harder. But I'm interested to see um, how some of these players do. And I'm, like I said, I'm very excited. I'm excited, thrilled. You're I don't know everything. Excited, everything who, you can name. Who's the best team in female in in NCAA women? Oh, that's tough. I'm going with Stanford. Stanford. I think that's. I feel like. I know that UConn's really strong. Stanford, you're right. They're super strong. I know they didn't do as well as projected last year, yeah. but um, they have obviously Cameron Brink and then obviously them growing better together. I don't know. I'll, I'll agree with you. Go Stanford. I'll have UConn right behind them. Okay. Okay. Uh, Baylor should be there. I know you've been able to work out with a Baylor player this offseason. Yes. Um, what... Uh, for me, the teams that in a pandemic season, right, I look for teams that have a little bit of, uh, well, not just a little bit, they, they, they have like a seamless transition. So the same coaching staff in place from the previous year, I, I could argue coaching staffs right now are the most important factor besides recruiting. So having the everyone back from your staff, not just the head coach, but everybody else on the staff. That way it's like a seamless transition. I think that's important right now. Yeah. Uh, I look for teams that had really good freshmen or sophomore players last year. So obviously these players are still developing. The younger you are, the more you can develop, the, the faster you can develop, the bigger strides you can make. So I look like at a team like Fresno State from last year. Really? They, came, they came out of nowhere, right? And they, they obviously hit a home run with the Cavender Twins. But it's not just the Cavender Twins. They have a couple of other young freshmen. Yeah. Uh, one's a sophomore. So those are players are, I, th I believe, all returning. So yes. it's, it's one thing to have a couple of freshmen, but to have your entire starting five, I believe. Yes. Um, and, and I think six out of your top seven players all be freshmen or sophomores, and they're all back. They're all going to make the next leap all together. So I think that's important. Um. You know, so I also think it's important right now that for these young players that they have a good foundation at home. 
right now more than ever you need those connections to be able to get into gyms to be able to get that real work because i mean everyone's working everyone's working everyone thinks they're working hard but are you really and so to have people holding you accountable and not just blowing smoke telling you about how you're the next greatest player of all time i think it's important now more than ever to have a great foundation in place to help you become what you or anyone else really are trying to be, which if you're going to do it, well, then let's do it. Yeah, definitely. So I know a lot of kids out here have uh, people like that who are always telling them how great we are. And I know that like when Liv and I go out and train at the parks and everything, we always have people stopping and saying, oh my gosh, you guys are so good. And like, yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, we listen to that. It gives us some more confidence. But then we have people like even you, Pops, uh, he holds us accountable, but he also tells us when we're doing good. He also tells us when we mess up. And going back to Joshua V, he helps us. He holds us accountable as well. So I feel like for us, another thing that makes us um, better is having people that hold us accountable, including ourselves. I feel like that is definitely very important. So Pops, that's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. So on the NBA side, as most of you know, the Los Angeles Lakers won the 2019-2020 championship, also known as the longest season ever. <laughs> um, and so I would... In my opinion, there wasn't really too much of a shock there. I knew that I was really confident in the Lakers. I was happy that they had uh, finally won a championship. I know that if Kobe and Gianna were here, they'd be very uh, happy for them as well. Um, so for racking, rap, recapping the NBA season, so I know at the beginning, for those of you listeners who had listened to our very first season preview, um, I know that Poss was really high on our Tornado Rappers, and they ended up finishing second in the Eastern Conference, so they ended up playing very well. Um, I was shocked by how well they did. Poss was no, there was no surprise for him because he already had guessed it from the beginning of the season. Um... And then also another team that I was surprised by was the Denver Nuggets. They ended up at third in the West. I think that everybody was surprised on how far they had got in beating the Clippers and then going on and go playing against the Lakers. And so for me personally, I think that that was very impressive. I'm not sure if they'll be able to do the same thing next year, though, because I know that there's a lot of strong teams coming out such as, I know everybody's high on the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not too high on them, though. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets, uh, you have the Golden State Warriors. They have the number two pick in the draft, which we'll be getting to later. And then um, you also have the Phoenix Suns. Who knows how they're going to do after going 8-0 in the bubble. And so I feel like it'll be tough for a couple of these teams to do as well as expected. Pops, what is your take on the season recap? Well, any thoughts you'd like to say? Because there is so much to say. <laughs> uh, I think I think the Miami Heat did a fantastic job taking the Lakers as far as they could. Wish they would have been at full health. Um, Pat Riley made a statement, uh, typical Pat Riley, saying that if he would have had a fully healthy squad, specifically as it relates to Adebayo and Goran Dragic, that they would have pushed the Lakers to a seventh game. Obviously, he's a little bitter. And when Pat Riley is bitter, he's going to do even more to make sure that they're there next year. So I'm proud of the Heat. Um, yeah, you know that was um, very impressive. I thought the Lakers did what they needed to do. Um, it seems like a long time ago, right, when they were being pushed in that first round series, right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, and, and yet, and so some people thought that they were going to go out, they were going to lose. Right. Yeah, that was against the Rockets. And the Rockets, and that was in the second round. The first round, round. who did they play in the first round? It seems like it was so long ago. It does. It felt like it was like a million years ago. That was didn't they Portland. play the... That was Portland. Gotcha. Right, and I remember most people thought the Lakers maybe, well, they thought that they were going to be done for. They thought they were going out in the first round. When they went, when Lillard went off in that first game, they ended up winning it. So, um... I thought, you know, crap, congrats to the Lakers for, for getting it done. I mean, 
I don't think there should be an asterisk for this season. And if there is an asterisk, I think it should be for the fact of just how hard it was to win during this time. Definitely. Um, Besides that, I mean, you know, I I think the Houston Rockets are a team that's likely to go backwards, right? They lost uh, D'Antoni. and, and I think that more changes are coming for the Rockets. I'd be I'm going to be interested to see what happens with Russell Westbrook. Oh, he's gone. A team like the Oklahoma Everly. City Thunder, what are they going to do with Chris Paul? They have some answers. Do they go full youth movement? I think they should. Um, and, and if so, where does where does Chris Paul go? Um, so that's going to be interesting. The Milwaukee Bucks, right? I mean, they they flamed out yet again. That's two years in a row. Are they too one dimensional on offense? Um, Giannis, okay, who would have ever thought, sorry pops to interrupt you, but who would have thought that Kostas, I can't say their last names or else you guys would all make fun of me, uh, Kostas would win a championship before Giannis did. Like, who would ever think that? But uh, probably it Probably nobody. But that's what 2020's brought us to, so. That's true, that's true. Uh, a team like uh, Toronto Raptors, um, I, I thought they had a, I mean, they're obviously going to be back. Indiana as you call them, the Packers Pacers. The Packers. They got a new coach in that I think is going to bring fresh ideas. So the Indiana team that we're used to watching is going to be different. Um, he's, a, he's a staple of Nick Nurse and has some ties to some people that you're around that you don't even know, Tati. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a lot of question marks. Uh, and then you mentioned the Phoenix Suns. You know, they had never lost once we came back from into the – they went into the bubble. And, I mean, the only real question I have is will they go – Will they go 82-0? More 72-0. Who knows what this season is going to be. Oh, that's true. Be. <laughs> that is true. So. My question to you, Pops, is because everybody's high on the Brooklyn Nets. I know Steve Nash is their new coach. I don't remember the exact name, but one of his former teammates is going to be hired as the assistant coach as well. Amari Stoudemire. Yes. And um, how they have Kyrie, KD coming back. How do you think the Nets are going to do this season? Um, I think it depends on how many balls they can play with. <laughs> if there's only one ball, I think we're going to continue to see... Kyrie things? Kyrie stuff. I uh, think that the Brooklyn Nets are overrated. Two and a half um, years ago, I loved the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, because they were playing so well. They were so young. They didn't have any... I don't want to say superstars... But they didn't have any like big, big names with them. But they were like they were an underrated team. Wherever Kyrie Irving goes, I I feel like the team's overrated. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, obviously he won a title with LeBron and yes. the Cavs. So how much of it was LeBron and how much did Kyrie really do there? It was when Kyrie was in the younger portion of his career. So as someone who's a me first player for the most part. At the beginning of his career, he might not have been quite as me first as he is now. I feel like now he's even more set in his ways yes. than ever before. So, um, yeah, you know, and I mean, KD's got 17 Twitter burner accounts. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I just think, and now I hear that they're trying to get another star. Um, you know, I give Steve Nash credit. I think he he was given kind of a, I think people gave him a too hard of a time for becoming a, a first-time coach without any experience. His playing career alone has more experience than anything, so he's yeah. going to be fine. Uh, Amari Sotomayor, I mean, uh, obviously anyone that's coming in from a coaching staff right now with the Nets is being pre-approved by both uh, KD and Kyrie. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I don't know. I think they might be more concerned over how many shoes they're selling than anything else. <laughs> that's my own personal opinion. And they're, I'm hearing that they're trying to bring in another star. Who are they what talking they're, about, what they're, I think what they're missing here is, Karis LeVert is the third star. Yeah, and you have Spencer Dinwiddie as well, who's been pretty good. He's been pretty good over the last uh, couple years. He's an amazing. Ever since he, he's an amazing player with high character. But at some point, he's gonna get tired of always having to be, be the a, backup, a third and fourth fiddle. So, I don't know. I, I I'm not. Whatever the season win total is gonna be on the Nets. Which, by the way, that's really hard to do right now because we don't know if it's going to be an 82-game season or 72 or somewhere in between. But I'm still taking the under on the next. (laughs) No matter what it is, aren't you? (laughs) 100%. That's funny. Yeah, I feel like with the Brooklyn Nets, I think, as I said, they're overrated. Who's the team? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh Uh-oh. 
of the teams that didn't make it into the bubble, mm-hmm. there wasn't very many of them. Which one of those teams is going to be take the next leap forward and become a a close to playoff type of team next year? Well, I know everybody's going to say this, but Golden State Warriors. I think that they have everybody healthy. I know Clay Thompson's back as well as Stephen Curry. Plus, they have Andrew Wiggins and the second pick. Um, I feel like it'll be. I I think they'll be a good one. Um, they would. Then, there's no question. That is the team, right? Yeah. Because they're going to be back and healthy. So, without question. So let's eliminate the Warriors. And technically, I have, I should have done that before. But way to <laughs> keep me on my guard, Tati. What about the other remaining six or seven teams? Um, well, here you have the Atlanta Hawks, which they don't they don't really do too much. I know that Trey Young, he's a very good player. Um, they don't really. I feel like they don't have very good chemistry, at least right now. I feel like they're like an odd team. Um, you also, I don't really know. I don't. I feel like most of these teams are still going to stay, like, down. I mean, I don't really think anybody, any team. Okay, so then you were missing out on, like, a team like Sacramento. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. I don't necessarily believe in Luke Walton. Um, We've never really been too much of a fan of Luke Walton. Even when he was the Lakers coach, I did not like him. <laughs> you know, um, we know the Knicks are going to be at the bottom again. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's tough. I feel like most of these teams are going to stay just about where they are. Obviously, I'm not too sure. Obviously, they'll be like rested up and everything. So like going into a season if it does start early, they'll be like 100%. Um unlike some of the other teams who made it far into the playoffs. So, I'm not too sure though, Pops. What about you? I would definitely I would take the Atlanta Hawks. They got a ton of cap space, so they're going to be active in free agency. Their team is still relative, is still young, right? Obviously, we know about Trey Young, but they have other pieces there that I think are, are young enough to where they'll make a leap. So kind of like what we were talking about in college basketball, there's some players on the Hawks that could technically are young enough to still be in college. So I look for the Atlanta Hawks uh, to be a team that's going to improve. Uh, but that said, the East is strong, so um, they have more depth now than ever before. Um, but to answer the question that I posed to you, I would take the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. And then one, I also... One other team. Sorry. Washington. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. The, right, they're going to get better. Wizards. Go ahead. I'll let you talk about them. Okay. I know that John Wall is back this season, too. Um, he's been working out. I swear, I feel like he's been gone for like two and a half years. I don't know why, but I feel that way. Yeah, I'll take the over. <laughs> um, I don't know who's been gone longer. John Wall or Gilbert Arenas? Oh, that's an MMA fighter, right, Pops? No, no. I don't even know. He's yeah, he's a former NBA player. He's oh. been around a long time. I don't. You're well, good, Tati. You're I good. think that for Washington, people are pretty high on Bradley Beal. I feel like he definitely had stepped up because he had to. The rest of the team wasn't as strong, and that I I mean it showed. Um, Pops, what do you think on the Washington Wizards? I think that I feel like they'll do decent, um, but I won't take them like going into the playoffs. I feel like they'll be right there though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how about this? I think Atlanta Hawks finish with a better record than the Washington Wizards. Um, I think John Wall, the way the NBA game is being played, um, I think is makes it tough for John Wall. Maybe not more than ever. Obviously, with him being gone for so long, his athleticism probably isn't going to be as strong as what it was before. And the NBA's played so athletically in this pace and the speed, which is what he was known for. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tough for Washington. Um, and I think it also depends on what they do in free agency. They have a couple of players that are really important to that team. Uh, if they don't bring them back, then they're going to be taking a step backwards. So, yeah, no, I'm selling. I'm selling. The Washington Wizards. What was the team you were going to bring up? I was going to bring up the Clippers. What are you going to do with the... If if you were the GM of the Clippers 
if you're Lawrence Frank, what do you do? Do you do, is was it just a you just throw it out the window and just say there's no way that happens again, or is there actually a problem on the team? And if there is a problem, where is it, and what do you do about it? The problem, in my opinion, is Paul George. He is. Everybody considers him as like the second star and everything. Honestly, he really doesn't do anything. I feel like he's almost always hurt. Um, I feel like Paul George, yeah, he helps out the team a little bit. I don't think he's a very big factor, though. And then Kawhi Leonard, I don't think that he should be able to choose what games he sits out and what games he plays. I mean, yeah, like, if you're hurt, sit out. But, like, if you're, like, 100% healthy, why would you even sit out? I know that that's what happened this last year in the bubble. Obviously, the bubble's different. But, um... I don't know. I feel like there's a chemistry problem between everybody on that team. Um, and I think that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, because since they're the stars, they should be the leaders of the team. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, I'm not on the court, so I can't see 100%, but he should be like talking a lot more. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there isn't really too much of a big leader on the team. If you were to take, going back to the bubble, if you were to say, name the five players that hurt themselves the most in the, in the bubble, from a playing standpoint, a reputation, whose stock went down, okay? I could argue the Clippers have three of those five players, right? <laughs> uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Harold? Actually, so I'll say four out of five. <laughs> okay, so I wouldn't put Kawhi in there. I just wouldn't. I think I think we got to give him a pass. Okay, fine. Okay, then. but I'll take Giannis, just because the Bucks didn't go further. Okay, and then I think I have all Clippers after that. <laughs> I've got Paul George. I've got Mo Harrell. Pretzel Harrell. I've got Sweet Lou Barbecue Wings Williams. Okay, so yeah. I guess that's three. That's three. So three out of the th three out of four. Three of the top five for sure are Clippers. And maybe Doc Rivers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're just such an odd team. Cause then you even have in there Zubak. I mean, to be honest, he really doesn't fit in with that team. Um, and then you have Landry Shamit and Patrick. Where did he go? I don't even know where he went, honestly. Was he even in the bubble? He didn't ever play. Exactly my point. Exactly. And um, and then you have Patrick Beverly, who's always getting, like, kicked out. Pat Bev. <laughs> Pat Bev. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be a player of the Clippers currently. I feel like it's just such, it's just So really what do you odd. do? I mean, you just got Paul George. What do you do? Get rid of him? For what? What are you going to get in return? I don't know. That's the question. <laughs> okay. I don't, I mean, I don't know what teams would be willing to trade for Paul George because right now he's not like stepping up and doing anything really. I mean, yeah, he plays decent defense, Brad, but. Do you do Paul George for Jake from State Park? <laughs> yeah right I don't know but if they did add Chris Paul I feel like that would... if they did add Chris Paul to the team though isn't that what the Clippers need is the like leader. A, a verbal leader because that's what Kawhi isn't he leads by example yeah is Chris Paul from a chemistry standpoint because you need some the Clippers window for winning is very small they need to do something kind of drastic yeah. Is Chris Paul that guy? I feel like he'd definitely help out. I feel like him and Patrick Beverly, Pat Bev, might get in a fight, though. Um, <laughs> I think, I feel like they definitely need a verbal leader. Um, I'm not sure, because Chris Paul, I feel like he he's one of the ones that talks the most in the game. Um, I'm not sure if he'd be able to bring the whole team together, though. I feel like that's tough. I mean, I think that's what he did with the Thunder last year. I think that's what he's done with some of the other teams he's been on in the past. He's already been with the Clippers once. He probably still has a house in L.A. 
All he those Jake from State Farm commercials probably got him a few houses. Probably. I'd say so. Um, either way. Anything else on the NBA for you, Pops? No. Okay. Then let's go on to the WNBA. We had a big topic on the NBA there. Okay. Okay, so for the WNBA, the Seattle Storm had won the championship. Um, congrats to them. I know that they they sweeped the Aces. It wasn't even close in the last game. I was actually projecting the Aces to win the game. Um, I feel like it was tough for them not having a couple of their players. I don't know. I feel like it was tough. I feel like it was another Miami Heat situation there. I think it was even worse than that. Uh, I, I think the Aces, uh, they, I think that's a perfect example. They were just happy to make it to the finals, whereas the Storm were there to win the finals. Yeah. Um, going into a, a bubble slash wobble, everything that we keep talking about, consistency, cohesiveness, um, that's what the Seattle Storm are. Yeah. You know, um, and and the Aces uh, obviously had some changes coming into the season. And I think it all showed out at the end of the day in, in the finals. Uh, I think the Storm were their better team. They proved For it. sure. Um, and then you have a generational talent in Stewie combined with a, a point god for the ages in Seabird. <laughs> so props to them. Um, I think the right team won. The question is... Will they be stopped going into next season? Yeah, that is a big question, right? Because you got Kelsey Plum, Liz Cambage. Um, you have all kinds of players that are going to be coming back from injuries or they had sat out the season from all different teams. Um, so I did want to recap on from our season preview because I know most of it was about the WNBA. For sure. Um, so the first team, Pops, I bet, could already say what I'm going to – he could already say what I'm about to say. The Dallas Wings. So, Pops was very high at them at the beginning of the season. He said that that was his, like, favorite team for the season. And for those of you who have listened to all 39 other podcasts, um, he we've talked about the Wings just about every time. Pops, <laughs> what do you have to say about your Wings? Are they uh, going to do it again they, next they, year? They made us some money, you know, so that, that makes it all the better. Makes it all the sweeter. Um, they're a playoff team next year. I'll tell you that right now. Really? Absolutely, they are. They're well, really... I don't know if I doubt you again with them, so no, I'm they're, not. They're definitely going to be a playoff team next year. So, you know, they played a lot of competitive games, and they're a team where if you when when you see them on the calendar, when you know you're going to have a game against them, you're going to get a game. Um, and, and I'm proud of them. I really still question some of the. The playing time. Yes. And some of the things that were going on in Dallas. And I can't help but think that there was maybe a few chemistry things that were going on. But either way, the team was competitive. I know they went over the season win total, which was important because that was my favorite play. And so props to them. Props to us. Props to you guys listening. Um, and I, I think they're only going to build off that. I, I think, um, you know, I don't have all the details of the next WNBA season, but right. at the end of the day, when the playoffs start and they throw up that jump ball, I'm more than confident that the Dallas Wings are going to be a part of it. Okay. Well, I, I'll i agree with you. They'll make it to the playoffs. That's if the playing time is more consistent and better. I feel like it was too much like they were just throwing players around, trying to figure out who would be the best, what would be the best fit to, where the, to the point where they had ran out of time. Um, so I'll, I'll agree with you because you've been right on them just about every time. Um, so then next up we have the Washington Mystics. Pops was, um, Pops and I were not projecting the Mystics to do anything and they had started it off pretty hot, but then they had dropped. Um, Pops, what are they going to do? Well, I can't really ask what they're going to do next season because we don't know what players are returning or coming in, but like, what are your thoughts? Well, the biggest reason why we were not liking them going into last season is because uh, the people that do these things, the odds makers, where they, they had, a, you know, obviously in a shortened season, they had the Mystics winning double-digit games, and we just knew that that was simply just a bad number. So a lot of times it's not even so much what we think about the team, it's just we're talking about a number. Right? And so there's no emotion there. Um, it's just, are, are they that good? So there's a price. 
You know, if, if you go and you're going to go to the grocery store and you're going to buy some salmon and you're going to make salmon tacos, right? You, you're anticipating, you know, around $10 a pound for your salmon. If all of a sudden you go to the grocery store and it's $28 a pound, guess what? You're probably not having salmon tacos that night because the price isn't reflective of what you thought it should be. So that's well, what... you know what, Pops? Tonight we're actually having shrimp tacos, not Oh, there salmon. you go. So on <laughs> from, from my end, and what, what I do with this, that's what I'm always looking for. The price. What's the number? What's the number? So with that said, um, you know, it, a lot of that was dependent on Elena Deladon, who ended up sitting out. So we were able to take advantage of that. Okay. The Mystics were coming on at the end of the season. You know, just like the Connecticut Sun were. Yes. Um, going into the next season, obviously you'd expect Deladon. She's going to be back out there, so it's a completely different team. So I'd be really careful if you're expecting the Mystics to struggle again next year. I don't think that's going to happen. In fact, I actually like the Mystics as a top five team in the league next year for sure. Right, because now you also have Latoya Sanders and Natasha Cloud returning back to the team who had both sat out this last season as well. That's if they do not get traded. Um, so, yeah, I'll agree with you, Pops. I don't say they're top five, but I I, I'll say that they, they're definitely going to be better. I'll say this. I actually made a mistake. They're not top five. They're top four. You also can't forget the loss of Christy Tolliver from last year's team. She was their starting point guard. I've been there a long time. So, so it was a big step too. up. Yeah. yeah. And then you also have Maisha Hines-Allen, which had definitely stepped up this season, and now she's going to play a huge role on next year's team as well. So, um, obviously, we're kind of high. Well, Pops is really high. I'm in the middle high <laughs> for the Mystics this next season. Pops, what's a team you want to bring up? I know we have the Connecticut Sun, Phoenix Mercury, too. All right, let's talk about Phoenix for a second. Brittany Griner ever coming back? I don't know. There's been, like, no news whatsoever on her. I haven't heard anything personally. Probably because she doesn't even know. Probably not. Um, You know, I, I, I think that's a team that's going the wrong way. Again, no offense to Skylar Dickinson. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, Tarasi, I'm sorry. I love her, but, I mean, she, she's getting older. Um, what pieces are really there that are young, that are really, really strong? And I think you'd have to say, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the L.A. Sparks are in a similar boat, too. Uh, proud franchise, always done well. Playoff team, usually. Uh, Derek Fisher, he's not the guy for that job. He's not. There's a reason why he bounces around to 17 million teams. And I was just going to say the same thing. I know that Sandy Brunello has been the coach for the Phoenix Mercury for a while now. Pops, do you think they need like a new coach, a new assistant coach, um, or even a new GM or something? They need to make some changes. I, I personally agree with you. I feel like the Mercury are one of those teams where they like to play off of the big and not really so much off of the guards. Um, so I feel like with those teams, they usually don't do as well in the, in the season. Who's the team that's coming up right now? Coming up, well, you have the Connecticut Sun, who they made it super far. And if you think about it, this next season, they're going to do even better because they have even better chemistry. I'm going to take the Atlanta Dream. The Atlanta Dream. <laughs> um, okay. With, <laughs> with Kennedy Carter. And you have Monique Billings. Mo Billings, Papa. And, um, okay. I can see that. They'll do better than last this season, that's for sure. Yes, 100%. So, I, I, you know, it's weird. My sleeper team that's going to come up big in the NBA is the Atlanta Hawks. Uh-huh. My sleeper team in the WNBA, this, then everyone, every, when I walk on the, on the street, everyone's always asking me, hey, Mike, I listen to the Daughter and Pops podcast, and I know you're all over the Dallas Wings. Who's the next? Who's next year's Dallas Wings? I'm just kidding, you guys. No one asked me anything. <laughs> I saw you looking at me, Tati. <laughs> and now I'm saying it's the Atlanta Dream. So both my sleeper teams are both Atlanta teams. So do we need to move to Georgia then? No, we're not moving to Georgia. <laughs> no, we're not going there. We're not. <laughs> we're not going there. 
But we're, we're as big a fans of Atlanta as Sweet Lou Williams is. <laughs> You're funny, Pops. Well, I know that for me, seeing coverage of the bubble and the wobble on social media, I feel like there was lots of hilarious things, like, all over the internet. Players running into each other and then, like, talking trash. And then even a couple players trying to get out of the bubble. So I know that from that side, that was also very fun to see and what it was like. Okay. Um, I don't. I enjoyed the WNBA product. I thought there was some competitive games. I appreciate both in this, I think, need to be said. For the NBA and the WNBA, they... They did a tremendous job concocting the bubble, keeping their players safe, keeping their coaching, the players, the staff, everyone I, I thought was an absolute home run. It brought a much needed jolt to us uh, and regular people that are not in the bubble and wobble to have something to look forward to, something to watch. I know this podcast was born because of, of, of the wobble, uh, so I can't thank them all enough. And, you know, obviously they, they, they hit a home run and... Um, I love the product that was on the floor. Yeah, definitely. I know, um, as far as I know, I think that just before the playoffs in the WNBA, between the NBA and WNBA, there was no COVID cases whatsoever. Um, I know that something happened with the Minnesota Lynx and the Seattle Storm. I know that still hasn't really been talked about or released into, so I can't really say much on that. But um, they did a very good job on that because I know a couple of the other sports, especially football, uh, COVID cases were really high, and they still are. Football um, for sure, uh, which makes sense. It's more. It's even. It's the most it's contact. More players too. Um, and then baseball at the beginning definitely had some, and I think what it comes down to. I mean, if you compare the bubble and the wobble compared with NFL and baseball, it's weird, right? Because Basketball is played indoors while the other two sports we're talking to are outdoors. But at the same time, the other two sports that are having an issue or had an issue um, is they traveled from city to city. Exactly. And that seems to be the biggest difference. Um, and so, yeah, that's, 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 our to- that's our thoughts there. Well, speaking of baseball, I know that tonight the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays are playing each other, and the Dodgers have a chance to win the World Series, correct, Pops? They do. Uh, It would be back-to-back world championships for the city of Los Angeles, right? The Lakers and then the Dodgers, so Magic Johnson doing magic things, so... um, It would be the year if Pitts... um, Sorry, I'm thinking football, too. If Tampa Bay Rays win the World Series, 2020 would be the year. (laughs) It would be, because then you could have the Rays, and then perhaps... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the new Tom Brady uh, were to win. So Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronk. What about this? What would be the ultimate 2020 year is if the Rays did end up beating the Dodgers and then Antonio Brown wins a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. <laughs> You're funny, Pops. Going over to football, I also know there's only one undefeated team left in the NFL, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers that are 6-0. What will happen first, Pops? The Pittsburgh Steelers lose the game or uh, the Jets win a game? Oh, <laughs> oh man. That's a good question. <laughs> what? I'll go with Pittsburgh losing a game first. Uh... <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I'm going to say Pittsburgh losing a game, too, because I don't think the Jets are going to win a game the entire season. <laughs> and I don't think Pittsburgh's going to go undefeated. That's, that's Yeah, no, I don't think so either. So, yeah, that you surprised me with that one. That's a great question. Yeah, the Jets have already they've already selected Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. The question is, will Trevor Lawrence I know there's talks. Out? There's uh, a lot of people saying how he should stay behind and, so that he doesn't have to go to the Jets, right? Yes, and I think that's overblown. Um, I think he is coming out this year. Yeah. He's got trillions to make. He's got a trillion reasons why he should turn pro. And at the end of the day, he's still going to New York. So, um, yeah. <laughs> well, and we also have my, my, my mom's Chiefs. I know they are 5-1. and one. Uh, So, I know my mom was very unhappy that they had lost to the Raiders. 
the Raiders, yeah, that did happen. Um, they bounced back. Um, you know, they're, they're running the ball a little bit. It's nice to see. Um, I think the Chiefs played, the, and the Chiefs and the Broncos played the first snow game this year. Uh, so that was always fun when you turn on the TV and you see them playing in snow. Um, thank goodness for sports. You know, if it wasn't for sports, I think there'd be a... Uh, life would be pretty tough right now. Yeah, definitely. While we're on the topic of football, if you haven't seen it already, on my sister's page, Live Underscore Harness, we actually have a post of us dribbling a football, trying to be like, what's that player's name again, Pops? Easton Stick. Easton Stick. We were copying Easton Stick. Uh, so if you haven't seen that already, go check that out, because I know that was a lot of fun to do and make. Um, and then I also know that like sprints are a big thing right now in the NFL world, right? You have um, DK, right? That was his name? DK Metcalf. He went uh, against the Cardinals the other day and he like outran everybody to tackle one of the Cardinals players for making a touchdown. How many miles per hour was going? 22.64, I think. Something like that. He topped out. His top end speed was just... Uh... Um, in the mid-22s, uh, which is unbelievable. I'd like to see him and Tyreek Hill go, have, go in a race against each other. <laughs> I would, too, especially because they're totally different body. T the, you know, DK's a lot bigger. Uh, but, you know, when DK declared and he was uh, doing the combine for the NFL draft, uh, he made waves t for two reasons. One, when he first took his shirt off, there was a million people or 10 million females that were going crazy <laughs> over how ripped he was. And then he ran his 40 time, which was incredible, too. So he's done this before. He's a freak athlete. And, and what I also enjoy about it is, you know, I want to prop up uh, Elite U, which is, uh, for those of you that don't know, that's the, the training regimen and the training location that Tati and her younger sister go to live to, to get bigger, faster, stronger, specifically faster and jump. Um, so, so sometimes when you hear about these numbers that are being spit out, it's really cool because Tati is someone that knows what those numbers mean because she has her own numbers and yes, she I understands do. the work. You know, um, I would say that in the last year, the amount of work that Tati's done to become more athletic, to be faster, to be stronger has been, you know, uh, pretty much, I mean, unmatched for her. Um, so you want us to talk about that, Tati? Yeah, definitely. I know that for me, I don't, I'm... I haven't always been the strongest or the fastest um, in the game. So I know for me, I've been working super hard, especially over the pandemic, not only to improve my game um, on the court, but like off the court as well so that I can get stronger. I know running those 40-yard uh, dashes, those sprints, having on some equipment, power hands, having the power hands on gloves to help me get faster as well. And then Elite U has definitely helped me um getting stronger and faster and you know what i'm getting taller too pops must be from all those protein shakes <laughs> wow, man. i know when i'm no longer on this in this in this world i know tati's one of the things she's always going to remember is do you have your protein shake do you have your protein oh shake? yes do you have your two protein shakes today <laughs> yeah right i have to have three a day to make sure pops knows i had for sure too you gotta do what you gotta do that's that's just me being a dad for any of the dads that are listening, I know you guys are shaking your head. You understand. <laughs> so, lastly, I want to bring up the NBA draft. So, I know for us in concluding this podcast, we um, will do a draft preview, also known as a uh, mock draft, um, because I know that's on November 18th. So that'll be out there November 17th or November 18th. I know for us... It'll definitely be out. It'll it. be out before November 18th. We want to have it out to you guys before the draft actually starts. Yeah, so I know we're pretty excited for the draft in general. Right, Pops? Yeah, you know, we've been able to be around some of the players that are doing their draft work, um, meaning preparing their bodies, pre preparing themselves mentally, for the actual draft itself, uh, doing a bunch of different things. We'd rather not talk about that too much, but it's going it, to, on a personal level, it's going to be fun to watch and we're going to be paying pretty close attention to it. And we'll definitely give out our selections for, for, you know, 
for at least the, the lottery portion of, of the picks. And that's going to be great because, I mean, you know, that, that's true reality TV. You're seeing players that have worked so hard their entire life realize their moment. And so that's pretty awesome. For sure, Pops. Well, I know for you guys, definitely stay tuned because we'll have that coming out for you guys. I hope everybody is, like, staying safe, staying healthy. I know we are getting that work in as well. So, Pops, anything else yeah, to say? Yeah, and, and we want you guys also stay um, stay close, you know, to, to Tati's page. Uh, there's a couple other announcements or uh, specific dates because um, I know she's talking about her the NBA draft preview we're going to put out. We will also be putting out, uh, and this is a lot of work, um, but there will also be a college basketball uh, podcast as it relates to both the men and the women. So no, be we two might have others. to do sep- we might have to do two separate podcasts for that because there's just too many teams and players for that one. Correct, correct. So definitely, you want to stay tuned for that. Yeah, exactly. Because in reality, that's 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 more than five hundred teams if you added up both the men's <laughs> and the women's side. Um, I wouldn't expect that you're gonna hear five hundred different thoughts from five hundred different teams, but. Hey, you never know. That's why you got to stay tuned. Exactly. You never know. It's going to be a surprise, so definitely. Um, so as and then I... last thing. Go ahead. <laughs> We're dropping all these previews because we understand it's been a little while since you guys have been able to hear Tati. We appreciate you sticking by her. Um, you know, that long of a gap won't happen again. Um, and then we also want you to know there will be a master's preview as well. Yes. And that will be out in masters. within the next week. So. Pay close attention to that. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, it's always fun watching golf, you know, because with the NBA dying down and uh, not being uh, here anymore and the WNBA, everybody always forgets about golf and says how boring it is. But then if you actually watch it for a little bit, you see how competitive it is. And then I, for me, I feel like the best part is hearing the players talk. I feel like because sometimes they're hilarious too. Um, so, and I know Pops is a golf fan in general. So, always fun to watch some golf. Pops, anything else to say to wrap this up? No, just stay close to Tachi's page so you can get the next update on the, when the next podcast comes out. Got a lot of stuff in the hopper. We're excited to share it with you guys. Appreciate you listening to Tati and giving her all the love that you guys do. Yes, thank you all for tuning in today. I know for us, we were super excited to start our day off with the podcast. Hope all of you are staying safe, having a happy Halloween. I know that's coming up in four days, uh, so our family's definitely excited for that. So thank you guys all again for tuning in to episode 40 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.